Who the bloody hell's that? You're listening to the Corona Diaries, a sometimes random and often irreverent attempt to understand the psyche of singer Steve Hogarth. We're in Stockholm. Yeah. Ah, again. Ah. We are. We are, and Phil mm. Phil heard about this and said he wanted a piece of the action. Did he? Yeah. Well, so I thought we... just a cameo, maybe just a short cameo. <laughs> right. Cameo. Right. Well, it's not a cameo, is it, Phil? Because you've yeah. been on before. Yeah. It's like a. I'm a bit like Eric Morecambe. I'll start sweeping up behind him and dusting the windows and stuff. You know. In a long brown coat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're looking quite tanned, Anthony. I know. Oh, well, yes. Well, it's, it's quite warm here. Having a lovely quite... time. Are you having a lovely time? Having a very France? lovely time, actually. Yes, it's oh, very. Wow. I, I do like France. In fact, I like the French actually. Mm. Uh, they're very cool. Oh, yeah, they are, yeah, they're very... Very, very cool. You've either got it or you haven't, and they've got They do it. shit properly, don't they? They do, yeah. yeah. Classy <laughs> shit over here. <laughs> they do shit properly. Yeah, they do shit <laughs> and, properly. And really nice toilets. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, they, I mean, their toilets have got better, haven't they, since the old days? They don't seem to like to conceal the urinals, though, do they? It's just like they, they bash a urinal on a wall with, like, <laughs> you know... A bit, of, a bit of two before by it, and that's supposed to be enough coverage. <laughs> well, in the old days, in the 70s, you just had the old, what Mosley calls the starting blocks. If you went for a poo, it was just a hole in the ground with a couple of serrated things to put your feet on either side. Right, <laughs> right. So they've, they've kind of discovered toilets... Starting block. Did, did you poo like Linford Christie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never understood that expression, but it's what mostly always called. <laughs> and you never thought to ask him? <laughs> no, it, it'd be an odd um, posture to be pooing in, wouldn't it, really? You know. Well, the, it wouldn't, the, have, wouldn't have seen the cleanest of The of Linford Christie at the uh, starting <laughs> gun posture. Yeah. It's not like the Middle East, they're even worse. How have we got onto this? I don't know. We've started... Let's leave that there. Oh, we started on them. France and how they did shit properly. I think that's how uh, we did Indeed, did shit properly. Yeah, they did shit properly. On, on the, while Phil's... And please, Phil's here. Just just oh. a private conversation between me and Phil. Phil, yeah. uh, what, what? very nice-looking, big analogue desk. Yeah. Just if, if that comes off, if that thing comes off, big, nice-looking analogue desk there for you. Yeah. Just well, I mentioned that. Okay. I, I can't seem to connect Stephanie to Matey. She's emailed right. him and he didn't reply. Oh well, I've so. I've I've passed a message to him via the plumber um, <laughs> <laughs> no, to look out for. Well, how can we email. fail? <laughs> I mean, how could this possibly go wrong? <laughs> That'll be nice then. The plumber is it? <laughs> is the plumber? Yeah, so, I'm sure this is how Springsteen arranges his gigs. <laughs> Well, provided he needs his drains fixing, the message will probably get through at some point. Yeah. Won't it? Oh, it'll be, it'll be fine. 
it'll be fine. As soon as he's got a problem with his ball cock, mm. it'll, it'll all be like clockwork after that. Ball clock. A, a minor adjustment. We're back to toilets. <laughs> Bathrooms. We're going right back to toilets. <laughs> in, in, a, in a matter of seconds. So, come on, then. How's it going in, in, in Sweden? Oh, my Lord. Because you must have had th- three gigs since I spoke to you last. I'm not sure I can put it into words, Ant, mm. really. No. Um, have a go. <laughs> <laughs> See, we need Phil we on here because Phil, that's the kind of advice you need. It's been, go on, have a crack. Have a crack at it, go on. It's been, uh, what's it been? It seemed like a good idea when we booked it and then and there was a lot of talk from the promoter about how committed he was to it and what a lot of fun we were going to have. Major fun. Oh. And you've May, never seen him yet? Oh, no, and then he's he's vanished completely and he's in Spain building a bull ring or something, he says. Um... And so we've not seen him, but he, he he has sent on his behalf an excellent chap called Robert, a Swedish chap, who's been terrific, um, really couldn't have been more helpful. And I just assumed he was the promoter's right-hand man until I found out yesterday he's never met him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was another stab in the dark for the, for the promoter. <laughs> that was even funnier. Um so it's been a little bit disconnected, I think that's probably... Right. It, well, it's certainly been disconnected from the original idea. But then um, it came and the audiences have been extremely variable um, in the sense that, well, first of all, there's not a lot of them because um, I didn't sell masses of tickets. turns out half of Sweden goes on holiday in August and leaves Sweden. So half of them aren't, aren't in the country to buy a ticket. But, they're uh, all in Aylesbury, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they're probably all, all in my village, all in the pub. Um, and uh, so it's not been the best attended tour of my life. But having said that, last night in a little place called Link, Link Shopping, uh, where there were... Ooh, almost 100 people, uh, was just fantastic. Um, so mm. what they lacked in numbers, they, they I mean, they, were fa- they really were great. And the night before, in a place called Orobro, there was a sort of similar number of people and it was like playing to wallpaper. That, you know, there was no reaction from them at all and I wanted to kill myself. Um, but I think that was... Partly my fault because during the first song I told at least three people to shut up. (laughs) And I think that sent a message that rippled through the crowd Um, and then they all didn't dare do anything for the rest of the show. Um, So that had a bit of a negative vibe. And so then I was dreading last night Um, and then I walked on and the vibe was stellar. So, you know, it tends to lift you and you kind of rise to that as a performer. You know, if the audience has given you something, you, you know, your natural reaction is to give them as much as you can give them. Whereas if they're giving you nothing, your natural reaction is to try to not keep looking at your watch, you know. Do you wear a watch? <laughs> no. Well, that's handy then. <laughs> No, I found myself looking at where my watch ought <laughs> <Your> to <wrist>. be. <laughs> Hoping somebody would buy you a watch. 
I, I kept reminding him the time in the headphones with the microphone. It's 10 o'clock. You've only been on 12 minutes. Yeah. It's 10 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> leave now, leave now. Um, so it's been up and down. Um, the first show in Malmo was, by all accounts, great, although I wanted to hang myself afterwards until Phil came back and said, oh, I really enjoyed that. And I said, are you having a laugh? I nearly left two or three times during that. You did message me that and say that. I, I, I could have killed myself. <laughs> Taxi. <laughs> um, but but that was kind of all right, but a bit of a, you know, the Swedes are very conservative people and they're, they're not given to wanton displays of emotion or enthusiasm. Um, and you have to try and get used to that. That's just how they are. And they were all listening and they were all sort of wrapped uh, without a W, you know, R-A-P-T. Is that a word? Well, if, it, if that's a word, that's what they were. Um, they were wrapped uh, and, and they were, you know, they were really listening, they were really into it. So I just have to keep convincing myself, you know, and reminding myself that, that's that's how they are. Are you still there? You're frozen now. Would, oh, would you twiddle something? <laughs> oh, do you think oh, he's gone? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's not going well. Either that, or he's, he's having you on. <laughs> oh, okay. we'll keep recording just for just so we can fill in in his absence <laughs> until he re reappears. Oh, he's back, yeah, again, back again, Luke. Oh, hello. Yeah. Yeah, you, just went, oh. you just froze up for yeah. a bit. And yeah, I, you, you were literally just insulting the Swedes and it went off. Yeah. I couldn't decide whether you you were just sitting I really was, perfectly still. I thought he was doing an impression of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the second yeah. gig, that's what they look like. Well, yeah. you told me to shut up, so I, I just, you know. I was getting flashbacks. Anyway, so, yeah, Malmö was good, but hard work. Then we went to Gothenburg and oh. played a, a club oh. that was a bit like oh. the Cavern Club in, in Liverpool. And that was a totally different vibe. Really, really good. Really thoroughly enjoyed it. Lovely people into it, you know. Just, just a different vibration entirely. Have you frozen again? Yes, he's frozen again. Yeah. We'll keep going. <laughs> and um, and then, yeah, Orobro was a bit, 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 bit tricky. Might have been my fault. And then link shopping last night was fantastic. Today we've got a day off in Stockholm and um, Stockholm tomorrow. I don't know what to expect from Stockholm. My fingers are crossed. Um, you've gone again, but you're coming back. I can feel it in my water. Sometime. What's that? It looks like a blue sky, doesn't it, that we haven't got? <laughs> <laughs> it's delightful. It's Mediterranean on screen. I had a very strange thing happen last night in bed. Oh, Don't yeah. tell me about that. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, I, I was just, I'm, sometimes I was so drunk when I got back last night <laughs> that I thought someone had spiked me drink. Oh. I thought, well, they couldn't have done good, didn't they? Well, you know. And, and anyway, I, was, I don't oh. even know I got home. I got up in the middle of the night for a wee, mm. and I thought, Jesus Christ, it's hot in here. <laughs> it's really hot and steamy oh, right. and steamy. And I'm, I'm like, oh, my God. I went to, no, went to the toilet, come back in the room, and I'm thinking, like, is, is it misty in here? Is what's going on? I put the light on. It was all steamy, and I went in the bathroom, and the shower was full-on red hot. Oh. 
and in the bottom there was some of my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a shower. I, did, I wasn't wet. I, I, did, I, don't, I didn't put the shower on. It was, it was like someone had come in, put the shower on, threw some of my clothes in the shower and buggered off again. Mm, that does sound to me like, like you did it. <laughs> and had yeah, some kind of blank period in your mind. Put the shower on. Well, I didn't even know there was a shower. Because <laughs> 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 I hadn't been in my room, had I? I hadn't checked in till really late. I'd been out and t- I only checked in when we went back to the room. Right. After, after the hotel. We, yeah. You know, yeah. So I didn't, I just, you know, I didn't have a shower. I didn't even know it was there. It was probably Jason, because he did that the night before. <laughs> When your room. appeared in my room at dead <laughs> Maybe of that's night. that's what he's doing. <laughs> he's going around everyone's rooms. <laughs> Turn showers on and leaving. Oh, well, I don't think Anthony's coming back. This, no. may, this may prove to have been a failure. Mm. Um, I blame the French. We're still on. Yeah. Aren't we? Yeah. Well, I think we're still on. I'm not sure about that. Mm. <laughs> sure is... Oh, hang on. I've got a double ting. Uh, completely crashed, he says. Yeah. I don't know whether he's referring to himself or the <laughs> network. Um, oh dear! Well, we can't. We, we can't. What we can, what, what we're going to do, Phil? I don't know. Well, we'll have an early night, yeah. I think, or an early afternoon, and perhaps Anthony and I can have another go in the morning or something. Well, I'm glad you turned up just to hear that fascinating story about the phantom showerer. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. <laughs> I had to put a lot of wet clothes in my suitcases this morning. <laughs> well, wet. I mean, they were wet, wet, you know. Well, that reminds oh me of my um, Sel- Selsden Park Hotel experience <laughs> when I woke up under the tree without my underwear. Okay. No knowledge of where it had gone. What happened? Well, I'll never, I'll never know. I was yeah. so hammered. I, th- yeah. I, th- I lost part of my life. Well, anyway. I think, Who knows so I, think, what it I, think was. I think they were spiking the food. And... Yeah. Um, well, I don't think they were. They were nice people. They no, I'm only kidding. They wouldn't have spiked the stuff. No. no. But, yeah, I can't remember. Oh. I can't remember walking home at all. I'll just text Anthony and see if he's if he's going to read. His uh, what's happened is his Wi-Fi's completely crashed, and he says, "Give me ten minutes." So we'll just say bye for now. Au revoir. And, and then we'll... This may well continue if Anthony can fix his gear. Um, so be patient, listeners. And did you, did you capture all that? <laughs> we did, yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> well, let's just edit all that in there. I oh, know, that's what I said. We might, well, we might as well carry on, even if he's cleared off. Oh. I, th- I think it's the wind, you know. Oh, yeah. Is because that... I think the, the Wi-Fi in the lodges is affected by the wind, and it's quite Von D. Breezy here. Von D. Breezy? Well, like yeah. you said, you know, the French know how to get shit done. Yeah. Except the internet. <laughs> Except the internet. Yeah, they can't do the internet. <laughs> Good with the wind, though. Uh, Very impressive with the wind. So you, you were telling me all about Malmo. Malmo? Was it Malmo? Hmm? Malmo was a bit quiet, and then Gothenburg was really good. Uh, that had a good vibe. And then uh, Orebro was... Yeah, I mean, they've all been... 
you know, they've all been what what I've kind of basically done my thing, and people have have listened really carefully. Um, all right. Apart from but, the ones who were talking, but with various degrees of enthusiasm, I'd say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then last night in Link Link Shopping. Uh, was really enthusiastic. In fact, I even said, has somebody had a word with you on the way in? I, 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 you know, I thought somebody was taking them on one side as they came well, Robert through the Robert I don't think he had, but the, right. the, the, the reaction was, it was as though they'd, they'd gone, look, whatever he does, go mental. So <laughs> they were going mental, um, mm. and that was great. So it was a lovely crowd. And, um, yes, tomorrow I'm... I'm playing another... I mean, they've all been really strange spaces as well. Malmo was a Latin school. Got, right. Gothenburg was like the Cavern Club. Orebro was a hotel reception area. Oh. Get your head around that. Linkchuping was a lecture theatre and a museum. And um, tomorrow is some kind of a, I don't know, like a, um, what is it? A library. A library. <laughs> I think. We're not, we're not too sure. People are going to keep going, shh. <laughs> they might give you some books to put away. They might bring you one of those trolleys with a load of books on. I, well, I want one of those rubber stamps with the, you know, that oh. you can turn the date oh. on and go dump, dump, yeah. dump, dump. Yeah. We've talked but, about the Dewey Decimal System before, haven't we? We have mentioned the Dewey Decimal. I never understood it, but we've, we've, we've spoken of it. And there's mm. always a bit of an outbreak amongst the purples at the mere mention of any kind of database. Well, there's uh, been an outbreak of Excel. Yeah, um, the, ba the, based advice. I, I seem to have a, 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 a number crunching fan base. Um, you know, a fan base of number crunches. Well, based on the fact that we said we were talking about whether we carried on with the birthday cards or you carried on with the birthday cards, and then you needed to work out from your spreadsheet who'd add them, and somebody came up with a formula for you. <laughs> I know. Have you dared put it in? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, it'll probably destabilise my system forever. I mean, I'm, <laughs> do you reckon? I'm, do you reckon? I'm frightened of code, computer code. Um, but Nicole Chase has been at all the shows. And, uh, um, well, I was going to mention Nicole. And she's, that, be she's become my... big thanks. She's become my knowledge base. <laughs> and right. she actually shouts out what the chords are <laughs> during the songs when I get stuck. I think she got them right as well. <laughs> and she got them right. Oh, she'll have got them right. Absolutely. Oh, Nicole will have got them right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so if I get stuck, I go, Nicole... Uh, you don't know what the next chord is, or you don't know what this you don't know what this song's called, do you? Or, you know that kind of <laughs> thing. You know what the next line of this song is, and she invariably knows. So that she's been quite invaluable, really. Well, Nicole will always be a legend in the short household because she sourced a <laughs> short very rare house. in the short house. <laughs> yes, in the short household. Sorry, sorry yeah, it's all right. short household. Feel free to lower the tone. <laughs> well, um, from one short house to another. <laughs> She sourced a Funko Pop for my youngest son. A Funko Pop? A Funko Pop. So the Funko Pop are those, like, vinyl bobblehead characters that you see that people buy, that they have in boxes. You've seen them. You'll know what they are. No. 
No, he doesn't. Vinyl <laughs> bub bubblehead right. characters. Yes, yes, you okay. know what I'm talking about. You know, I'll show you a picture of Funko Pop in a minute. Oh, right, right. Um, and she sourced a rare one for my son and brought it over from America to Leicester. And he was absolutely made up. This, I mean, this thing is proper rare, like 150 quid rare. Oh, and right. uh, bear in mind they sell for a tenner. Right. Uh, but, it, but, but the one he wanted was like five years old and very rare. And she sourced one and found one for us and very, very brought it over. And she came to the convention. So yeah. she's a star, Nicole, absolute star. She's got, what's the word? Strength and depth. Like Strength a good football depth. team. She's got. Shall Shall we start before the? Interview? Oh, we're not started yet. <laughs> well, I've not. I've not, not announced what we're what we're doing. Oh, all right. Now go on then. Oh no, she, she, got, you she, haven't she, said hello or anything, have you? No, no, no. no. And is, is our is our guest staying? Because well, it is one seventy. Sure. Is he staying? Yeah, I think even if I ask him to leave, he'll stay. So <laughs> he'll I, still I think stay. I think that's nailed on, frankly. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. One seventy into. Yes. Right. Okay. Hello, and welcome to chapter 170 of the Corona Diaries. Live from, live from Stockholm and somewhere in the west of France. And somewhere in the west of France, in a bar. And in apologies a... for the background noise, but the Wi-Fi's not working in my lodge. No. What can you do? Uh... There's a pool over there, by the way, and a spa. Oh, lovely. So, that's nice. There's one so nice. over there as well. <laughs> Is there? Yeah, somewhere. Where, I imagine so. Where, where exactly are you? Because if that's a hotel room, that is palatial. It probably looks bigger on the screen than it actually is, but, it, you know, it's not, it's not overly diminutive. Um, right. I've got a very nice um, tour manager called Robert, who the promoter's never met and, and has never met the promoter, the, that one. And he's, he's sorted me out with a nice room, bless him. Yeah. Mm. Um, nice right. wallpaper. Fabulous wallpaper. Oh, over it's very, there. Yeah, it's very yeah, cool yeah. paper. Yeah. yeah. And how's it going for you, Phil? Which well, interesting. You know, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> That's the word. Well, you know, it's okay, I, I enjoy it to be quite honest. You know, I mean, it's, it's I find it I find it a more of a challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's a challenge for me. You know, doing the sound is a challenge. Doing the sound in strange places with not much equipment is, um, you know, sort of harder and more, you know. Just, just before we get any further, because I can't see you, Phil, because the way he's got the... You, that right. is you and not AI, isn't it? It's uh, not an AI, Phil Brown. Uh, I'm not saying anything. He's in the distance. Yeah, yeah, nice to see you. Yeah. 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 Yes, yes, yes. No, I'll be AI soon, that's for sure. <laughs> You'll be AI soon. I will. Okay. <laughs> It'll just be another page on that digital desk. You flip it over and it'll yeah. just be Phil Brown cursing at you. You flip it back really quickly. <laughs> It'll be a Yorkshire version of AI. It'll be a York, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. No, no, the space is, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting doing the sound in, in really strange gigs. You know, especially when they don't—they're not really built for what we're doing. So no. it's quite a challenge, really. No, no. And I went on the subject of hotel receptions. I saw Stevie Wonder once playing a hotel reception. Uh, Did you really? He—he uh, he turned up. He likes to turn up at the Nam show every January, and he—he he, he toddled over to the piano and, you know, started noodling. Bless him. Yeah. Well, As he does. Go. Yeah. What well, a fellow. He, he couldn't see it though, could he? I'm—I'm I'm disadvantaged because I'm looking at it. So, you know, he's not thinking it's come to this, <laughs> is he? <laughs> like I am. 
Kylie's just announced a residency in Vegas, and you're playing a and you're playing a library. Yeah, well, it's sort of similar to a, a residency in Vegas, in a way, you know, in the sense that it doesn't, it, you know, they're peculiar gigs, they're peculiar mm. gigs, but. I don't want to moan because last night was fantastic um, and I really enjoyed it. And if someone said, you've got to go there and do it again next week, I would I would go there and do it again and I'd look forward to it. So and, I'm not But moaning. surely if you, put you, if you put you in the Albert Hall, it would be a weird gig, wouldn't it? Wherever you put you on your own with a piano has got an element of strange about it. Yeah. And I mean that in a nice way. No. Well, especially if I only sold 100 tickets. Be well weird. <laughs> Very echoey. <laughs> you wouldn't need ten people selling ice creams, would you? <laughs> well, I'd be glad to have them in the room, but but you could, no, you could, I probably you could, wouldn't. You could need play it. just in one of the booths, couldn't you? One of the, one of the little rooms <laughs> in the Albert Hall. Yeah, move, me, move me to a box. <laughs> this is this. We're going to file this as another one of our episodes with literally zero content, aren't we? Absolutely. I like to feel that you're responsible for the content. I, I've been waiting for you to say By that. I thought you'd have got that out earlier than now. Incisive questions. Right, right. But you are on your holidays. I am on my... To be fair, I am on my holidays. Yeah. I am on my holidays. But I, I do feel like we should be talking about something... It's Phil that's thrown me. So. Yeah, he throws well, I'll, me. Well, I can just sit in the background and grunt. Every grunt? <laughs> That's a northern word. I'll grunt every now and then. Just shake your head. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. As long as you don't take up a Linford Christie starting pose, I'm absolutely fine. <laughs> that, that, would, that would throw me completely off me. What we were due to talk about today, don't we were due to talk about today, and actually Phil's a perfect person to have in, in this particular conversation. There we are, seamless. So I was going to talk to you about the levers. Because that's as far as we'd got with fear. And, of course, that's not just about you, is it? That's about the whole ensemble. Yeah, it is. It's about it's, it's as much about the crew as it is about the band as it is about me, that song. It's about mm. people who are constantly moving um, and that alternative life that they lead. Um, you know, we sleep as we're driven, we arrive before dawn, you know, and making your way in through the ring roads and loading equipment into a venue at eight or nine in the morning. Um, for, you know, to make a show that, that, that probably won't happen till nine in the evening. And then removing all that equipment again, probably... F uh, you, just stopped, you just stopped and started I did again. stop. I did stop and start again, yeah. Oh, OK. <laughs> what, and you, you hoped I wouldn't notice that? Uh, no, I, I, th I thought you'd notice. Uh, and if you didn't, I thought Phil would. And if you, neither of you had, Nicole would have popped in and said, oh, stay, stop there. Yes, yes, I've written, I've written a bit of code to stop that happening again. <laughs> oh, um, go, go on, go on, whip, whip yeah, your code out. It's, and, and it's, you know, it's about that transient life and falling into bed again at two in the morning and then, you know, moving while you're sleeping, which... I, there's, there's such a lot about that that I absolutely love. I, I, I love the idea of falling asleep and waking up somewhere else. Um, because sleep's very interesting, isn't it? But it's really, it's really useful in the sense that, um, you know, I guess it does a job because it, 
they say that sleep, you know, sort of reprograms your brain and removes toxin from your neurons and whatever else they've decided sleep does. But I've always thought of sleep as sort of useless. And so the idea of sleep being useful and, and you falling asleep in London and waking up in Paris or Munich um, is wonderful. You know, it can be quite tiring sleeping on a shelf, which is effectively... It's a glorified shelf you're asleep on, on a bus. But I want you... I, I'd, I'd written this long lyric about about that, about the kind of circus existence. Um, and so it was as much... It was about all of us. It wasn't just about me. Uh, everyone who's on, on that bus or those two buses going from one place to another and making a show happen and then taking it apart and moving it on. Um, and I wanted to try and get a Steve Reich thing going. There's a, there was a New York composer called Steve Reich who, who, did a, who, who made a lot of music out of pulsing. He'd, he'd have umpteen grand pianos on a stage and each person would be going dunk, 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 dunk. And then he'd write little, little sort of phase changes into the patterns so the things started to blur. Or he'd start with a pattern and then everybody, everyone would play the same pattern and then he'd add one note to one, one of the pianos so that would go out of time. you get all this really interesting blurring. And I thought something Steve Reiki would be great, you know, to start it, that sense of motion and hurrying. And so um, Mark and Mike between them created that... that that sequence that the the song starts with. Um, so that I remember, I remember being quite responsible for the nature of the the beginning of the song, mm. and then I can't remember where the rest of it all came from. But again, it was very lyric driven. I'd got a lot of words about um, about the lifestyle and about the consequence of the lifestyle. You know, your 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 life slowly unraveling, like wool pulled from a sweater. Um, that sort of comedy, that comedy image of, you know, when you get, when you pull a thread and sort of goes up till it's a tank top. Um, that's how my life has often felt. <laughs> uh, and you know, and that feeling of being really, really intimate with the crowd, and re and really like one organism, mm. and the relationship with the fans, and then and then go and then leaving, and so well, don't, you know, don't write to me because I won't reply. You know, so that intimacy is 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 also a bit of an illusion as well. Or what was it Fleetwood Mac said? Players only love you when they're playing. I thought that was quite a good line. Well, it's a it's an intense thing, but it's also like I say, it's very transitory. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you don't if you don't enjoy if you don't enjoy the moment, it will be it is just gone. It is fleeting. It is. That's that's part of what the leaders is about. It's about the, the the fleeting nature of all those involved. 
And I loved the idea of, of two guys, you know, having a drink and laughing and maybe telling a joke at high speed, you know, jokes that span fields. So the beginning of the joke starts at one end of it, you know, and the, the, punchline, the punchline happens at the other. <laughs> and, you know, laughter that passes thoughts in the wind and all of that. I, lo I, I love that idea of a, a thought going by that you, you know, you, you don't know what it is, but it has gone by. You know, so you've, something has passed you without your knowledge. Um... I'm always about, you know, and then there's that, like, there's the thing about, you know, we're the levers and the, the world turns beneath us. We're somewhere above you, paper trails in the sky. So it isn't just a bus. It can be, it, it can be a plane that's going over you at 30,000 feet with all of these same conversations going on. And going this. on. It, I always, whenever I see a plane, if I'm, if I'm sitting in my garden and a plane goes over, I always just think of people... I might have said this before. I just think of people drinking gin and tonics and reading books. Telling at, jokes. At cloud height. Cloud height, And yeah. thinking, how, how mad is that? There's people up there, you know, reading books and newspapers and drinking gin and tonics. That's bonkers. When, when my mum first got a mobile phone and sent a text message, she used to think the words used to transmit out the phone and somehow would go through the air. Right. Well, she's right. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Woman was a genius. <laughs> I think my mother's just found her audience. <laughs> I'm with the her, hundred percent. The other, the other bit of the levers, and the the bit I wanted to ask you about, because I, 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 as soon as I heard the lyric, first time round, I, I picked up, up on it. Before you say that, wouldn't it be great if thought bubbles were actually bubbles? And, you know, and they were just floating around and look, people, had, people had bubbles with little thoughts in them. No, but they are. Have you air. not seen them? Oh, all right. <laughs> well, sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> I've just thought something. Did you see it go, Did you see it go past? <laughs> I've just blown a thought bubble, man. <laughs> it's a one-word thought bubble, that one. <laughs> No, the bit I, 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 as soon as I heard it, the bit I came to was that bit in the middle about the tension about arriving back home, knowing you're going to go again. Yeah. And I'm sure you've been asked that question loads of times um, because it felt a very personal thing when you said it. But, I mean, and, and, and you're both there. How do, you, how do you deal with that fact that you get back home and the people who have been looking forward to getting you back know that in the space of... A week, a fortnight, a month, you're just going to go again. And they know that there's a part of you that's looking forward to leaving. Forward to it. That, I mm. think that was the thing that I was trying to express. Um, what that does to a, a, a relationship when, when you've been away and you come back and you're finally back together, but you've got that itch to leave again and, and the person that you love knows it. They just, they can sense it, you know, which isn't very nice for them. Um, but that's just, I guess, if you're a bit of a circus person, it, it, it does become quite um, addictive, really. And there, you do, you pine to get out of there, yeah. don't you? Yeah. You know, and home life is so important to you and you miss it when you're away. 
and you get home, and it's like, oh, so lovely to be home. But, I don't know, eight or nine days later, you kind of think, I wish somebody had thrown up and give me, give me a gig. <laughs> this, is, this real life is all very well, but it's overrated. Do you miss home life, or, or is part of it missing the idea of home life? Oh, well, that's profound. Well, well, one could even extend that to does, does one think anything or does one just think the idea of thinking it? I think, I think when you miss anything, whatever it is, um, and I think that that's kind of true of a human condition anyway, you know. When you, when you love someone, do you love them or, or do you love the idea of what you think they are? You know, we're... It's very hard to to know for sure whether you're in love with a thing or whether you're in love with the idea of it, whether whether you have a romantic notion of what it is. Because I maybe have a romantic notion of of going away, but by the same token, I probably have a romantic notion of, of coming home. Hmm. And maybe the people who are at home have a romantic notion of my homecoming. <laughs> only, only to be terribly disappointed when it actually happens. <laughs> that might be the truest thing you've said today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always, I mean, when when my last marriage was going down, the things that were really, really corrosive was the fact I think that I would come home. And I'll never forget the fact that I came home after being away for several weeks once and my wife was on the phone. And she didn't even hang the phone up. She just sort of turned, saw that I'd arrived and carried on talking. Um, and that's fine, but I found it incredibly hurtful. You know, because I wanted... A, I always wanted a fanfare when I came through the door. You know, I wanted them standing there with the, the long trumpets. With the flags dangling, Papa, he's here. <laughs> but in, instead, it was just a bit. Oh, he's back. It's you, is it? <laughs> it was a bit more like that. Yeah. Well, the longer you're on tour, it's a bit, it's a bit like being in prison. I think you know you, you get quite institutionalised with the lifestyle, and you know it's such a structured day. And the longer you go on, when you get home. It's so difficult to, to, to just fit back in to what you class as a normal life because you've been, you've been doing things at a certain time every single day, you know, and I find it quite, you know, I, I'm, I'm quite bare with a sore head when I go home. I mean, my, early on, my wife used to, when I'd come home, she'd go on holiday. So she, so she would. To give you a yeah, with a bit, I'd, I'd have a space in the house by myself yeah. to get used to it, you know, and 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 come round as it were, you know, before before she wanted to be anywhere near me. She just stopped that now, but yeah, she used to do that all the time because it's really difficult. It's really difficult getting back into normal life. I did. I checked into a hotel once in Oxford when I came back from America. Um, for uh, a couple of nights, again, just to so I could come back mm. in my head, yeah. rather than walk through the door and and try and in, interact, um, because I knew that that would be difficult. I mean, that was partly jet lag related as well, that especially if you've got young children. 
and you can't sleep because you're jet lagged and then you need to lie in because you're jet lagged and they're waking you up and um, that could be really difficult. And also it works the other way that the, the, the people that you've left behind, if you've been away for a while, they, they fall into their own systems, their own ways of getting through a day. And you come back and you upset all that and you, 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 become, you become a bit of a, a thorn in the side of it all. You know, you think, well, I've just got this, I've just got used to living without you and here you are. <laughs> imposing yourself on everything. Um, and usually whenever I go home after a long tour, the, the missus has, has, has put everything that was in one drawer in another drawer and everything that was in one cupboard <laughs> in another cupboard. They've had to sort out and I don't know where anything is. And, I'm, you know, then I spend the next four days going, what's happened to that? Why is that not there? Where's the knives and forks? Why aren't they where they used to be? Well, I had a sort out. Well, why did you have a sort out? Well, you weren't bloody here. I felt like having a sort out. Stick it up your arse, you know. <laughs> so there's all of that as well. The, 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 the people that you leave behind, you know, end up with their own ways of getting through the day and doing what they have to do. And then you reappear expecting some kind of fanfare and round of applause and just screw everything up that they've so painstakingly put in place in your absence. And at the same time, you, you know, looking at it from my point of view, I just feel disappointed that I've come home and nobody's excited. And that, that's the other thing. I mean, if, if you're the singer in a band, everywhere you go, people are excited that you arrived. You know, everybody's excited. <gasps> it's you! And everyone's excited. And then you go home and you expect <laughs> them to be excited. And they're really not. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming out. Maybe they'd be more excited if Phil went home instead. <laughs> oh, it's Phil. Absolutely they would. And they, you, when you get home, you dread the list. They make a list of things to do, you know. And, yeah. and you can barely breathe. Here it is. Here's your list of things to do. And it's like, oh... God, no, not the list. Yeah. <laughs> the All the list. things that broke while you were yes. away. <laughs> oh, all, the, all the little details that they thought of doing. Oh, when, when he gets back, I'll change that and I'll, I'll put a stone circle in the garden. That'll be lovely, you know. Oh, yes, that's what we need. That's what we need. A, ma that a major <laughs> landscaping project. Yes, we'll do a bit of wallpapering once he gets in. Um, yeah, that's right. And, and you, you, you arrive back with three bugles expecting everybody to use them next time. Exactly. <laughs> and they've got to be a Q catalogue. <laughs> Come back looking for a marching band. Yeah, exactly. And I'm... I was dread walking in if there's a Pharaoh and Ball magazine <laughs> catalogue on the kitchen that's table. And I should be looking at really expensive paints. <laughs> yeah. I, bought, I bought, bought you a pasting table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> That's what I always want. Shall we go for a bit of diary? We can. We can. Shall, it was shall we? Have you brought the diary with you? I have. Yeah, so oh, I, can, I can read a little bit. Um, I've been in Mexico City, haven't I? Well, I have. multiple times. <laughs> no, but I have on the... I have, in diary world. I know, multiple times. So, um, 
I'll probably... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'll try not to read the same bit to you two weeks running and send it you. Yeah, nobody knows that, though, because I took it out. No. <laughs> I'm walking along thinking, I'm sure I've heard this. Oh, well, I, I have. was thinking that well. I was reading it, thinking, this all rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. I tried it the week before. Um, I actually thought the second reading was better. Well, practice makes perfect. Yeah. But it's been lost now to the ether, that one. Well... Salavi or whatever they say in Sweden. Found the ether up. Get it, get it back. <laughs> it's floating past, look. <laughs> the, <laughs> a little the, diary bubble. The ether. It'd be a good name for a headmaster, that, wouldn't it? Look out, here comes the ether. Um, anyway, here it comes. Wednesday, 9th of October, Mexico City, home. Was still unable to sleep past 7am, so got up and spoke to Lynetta for a while on FaceTime. She's fine. She says Vibes has been a good boy in my absence. She played me a little video recording of his harvest assembly yesterday and all the kids singing a song. To my ear, on laptop speakers, and even down a long internet line from England to Mexico, they sounded better than I did last night. Went down to breakfast to find Phil already seated. He'd already been down there for an hour. Rothers soon appeared. We watched a little breakfast TV. Latin American media is a laugh. The female newsreaders looked like porn stars who then talked reverentially over footage of the Pope blessing the assembled throngs in St Peter's Square, Rome. The male newsreader looked like a well-suited pimp. The male studio host looked like Ricky Martin and at one point everybody got up and started dancing, hand on stomach and hips swivelling. Brilliant. I guess in England we're not too far from this breakfast television. Susanna Whatnot is doing Strictly, and that Charlie State, much as I like him, is almost pimp smooth. I'm not sure he'd be up to a macarena at 8am, though. I ate muesli while pondering all this, and then bailed out, crossing the street to Starbucks for a proper cup of coffee. The kids in Starbucks all recognise me now and grin away and wish me good morning in English. Lovely race of people, the Mexicans. Beautiful, too, in a completely other way. They have all the warmth of the Brazilians, but coupled with a kind of soulful sincerity, it's hard to deny. I find the Chileans to be the same. Had a wander round the department store in the mall, marvelling at the latest Samsung flat-screen TVs, which look amazingly sharp and real. Ewan McGregor was covered in blood. You could have reached out and dabbed him. Came back to the hotel and wrote this diary while slowly packing my things and hanging on the phone for BA customer services. I was exploring the possibility of upgrading to business and a bed on the return journey. After much holding on, I was quoted 25,000 Avios points and 250 quid. It's a good deal, but it would have punched too big a hole in the wages, so I declined. Checked into economy and decided to opt for a window seat at the back. 
At one o'clock, Leonardo and Gabriella were to pick us up and take us back to Coyoacan for lunch. Ex-Rolling Stone journalist Juan Carlos Villanueva was also tagging along. JC's a nice chap and I've been trying to find the time for a beer with him since I got here. Down in the street it was sunny and warm. JC told me he now writes for Mexican Airlines in-flight magazine and showed me an article he'd written about a new movie called Gravity starring George Clooney and Sandra Bullock. It was a profile of the movie's director. The article opens, quoting my opening line from The Space, and after three pages, closes with my closing lines from the same song. I've never seen my words quoted in print before. It's only taken 25 years. At this rate, I might yet achieve some kind of minor notoriety, but I'll probably have to snuff it first. Leonardo and Gabriella arrived 25 minutes late, not late at all in Latin America. There is a demonstration on the main avenue and it's causing chaos with the traffic. We debated whether or not to go to Coyoacan, bearing in mind the traffic, but decided to risk it. Gabriella is one of the therapists at Proyecto Antares and proudly showed us an article in The Reformer, Mexico's national newspaper, which details our visit to the project on Monday. There's a good-sized picture of yours truly on my hands and knees drawing flowers and sticks of dynamite with the children. It's funny how something like this achieves more profile for Marillion than a full-sized tour show would. You can see why so many showbiz types cynically do a lot of work for charity. The drive to Coyoacan took almost an hour, but it was worth it. We had lunch in another beautiful restaurant overlooking the gardens. Conrado and Adriano joined us. Conrado is an absolute ringer for Bono. I think he's a lawyer or something. He and Leonardo must have come straight from work as they were both suited up. Fernando Acev later arrived and we enjoyed a mezcal together and ate hibiscus flour enchiladas, which was sweet and lovely, followed by a kind of huacan pizza. This was followed by a dessert of corn pie, also delicious but strange to me, and the best cappuccino I've had for years. The coffee was blown off the map by a small measure of hot chocolate served in a small cup made from some kind of half-seed or gourd. They make hot chocolate here by grinding the roasted berries on the premises and then adding water, not milk. This must have been what Walter Raleigh tasted all those years ago. No wonder he brought it back to England. It was the best beverage I've ever had. Not sweet, not bitter, very chocolatey and strangely refreshing, more so than coffee. Essence, I found it really uplifting. We were running out of time, so we paid up. Leonardo insisted it was on him, despite my offers, and then dived into a shop next door where I was on a mission to buy a radio-controlled car for Vibes. His requirements had been very specific. Red, with a stripe on it, and a horse. In other words, a Ferrari. Managed to find one, and while I was paying for it, the little man in the shop thanked me for the music. Half of Mexico seems to know who we are. Drove back to the hotel and checked out. I rode with Leonardo and Gabriela to the airport, while Steve and Phil rode with Enrique, the driver. 
We arrived in good time, and despite a long and tedious check-in, we still found we had over three hours to kill before boarding. The airport is massive, and the walk to the gate was the longest I can remember making anywhere. I felt for Rothers, who was carrying an insanely heavy bag of foot pedals and wearing a guitar slung over his shoulder. We sat at the gate for three hours, chatting to Phil, while an electric storm raged outside. Fortunately, it had worn itself out by 8.30 when we commenced boarding. We'd half hoped the air steward fans might have arranged an upgrade for us, but it wasn't to be. As I made my way to the back of economy, yet another air steward, this time English, said hi and said he'd seen us play in London. Takeoff from Mexico City was delayed by someone getting sick and having to get back off the plane. This means they have to remove their bags, which can take quite a while. We eventually departed, about an hour late. The really good news was that my seat row remained empty throughout the flight, so I could lie down. I think I managed to get more comfortable than I had been in the hotel bed, and as I write, we're coming into land, and I'm feeling better than I have for days. I've been looking down on a calm Atlantic Ocean for the last hour, but with England comes the clouds. Once below them, we got a superb view of London on our approach from the east. Landing was smooth amidst the familiar sound of baby cries. The change in altitude must really hurt them. They always go quiet again once they're down. We landed 45 minutes late. It's good to breathe the air of England again. I suddenly feel physically much better. Only immigration, the bags and the bus to the car park to endure now. And then I'm free and going home. And we're back. <laughs> you, can, you can stop holding your breath now, Phil. Yeah, no, he's all right. Right. Oh, somebody's put that blooming machine on in the background as well. What machine? I don't know what they're making. It sounds like they. It sounds like they are doing something to a cat. We had a monstrous noise earlier, didn't we? We did. Uh, oh, the Chinese. Chinese yeah. The jammer. Yeah. I was doing my, it was my shower going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not in. <laughs> you missed all that. You'll you'll hear all about it. I will. I'll be walking walking around the countryside in France, listening to it. Mm. Mm. Um, so obviously that was the diary. I, I can't. I've not got a clue because I haven't got it, uh, and you've not read it either, have you? No, no. But I, I know that I'd been in Mexico, so it, it was probably the journey back. Um, I'd been in Mexico doing that charity gig with uh, Rothers. Mm, with Rothers. That we did under the Auditorio Nacional in a terrible room. But we had a nice time and we drank mescal and ate worm salt. And I think you took some worm salt home, didn't you? I did, I did. Mm. I kept it as a surprise for all my dinner guests <laughs> <laughs> without telling them what it was. <laughs> it's fabulous stuff. So just for the purposes of, of completeness then, um, mm. why were you in a Burger King? Oh, uh, yeah, I was in Malmo. We got there quite late because the flight was delayed an hour. Um, and uh, then you, you fly into Copenhagen and um, 
you get a taxi over that big bridge. So we got a taxi over the bridge. And um, we arrived quite late. And I hadn't really eaten. And I was hungry and everything had just closed. And Burger King was open. So we went over the road to Burger King and that's what I was doing there, was, was waiting on me nuggets. Mm -hmm. Chicken nuggets. Mm. Chicken nuggets? No Whopper? We both had nuggets. Did you? You don't want a Whopper to go to bed on. No. Boom, <laughs> <laughs> boom. <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> We went to Burger King, you know. We both have the nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> same sim Seven up. It just seems right? simpler. <laughs> just get the same. I had a beer, actually. They served, uh, yeah. you know, I'm sure they don't do that in England. The meal deal. We're going all pub fiction, aren't we? I had a beer. Yeah. Yeah, it was, but it was only like 2% proof or something, so I don't know if they have different laws in, in Sweden, you know, and the kids are allowed a 2% proof beer. But they were selling beer in Burger King. I don't know what the licensing laws were like. They used to be extremely strict when I first mm. came to Sweden. You couldn't get a drink for love and money unless you went to a... There were no bars or clubs. You had to go to a... Well, no pubs. You had to go to a private drinking club to have a drink. And it cost a fortune. You had to pay to get in. And then the drinks across the bar cost an arm and a leg. Um, so that's changed. Or the ferry. Back in the day, the, the, the ferry from Sweden to, to Denmark, you could get on the ferry, the Swedes could get on the ferry and drink themselves into oblivion. Right. Go back and then go back home again. Right, go back. <laughs> get on the boat, get lost, go yeah. home. Yeah. yeah. It's like that, the Isle of Wight. And they had this culture of pre-parties because the the... The drinks that were for sale in, in public places were so insanely expensive. People would buy drink at, you know, off-licences or the sort of equivalent thereof and have them at home and then kids would meet up and have a, a pre-party and get sort of 90% sloshed at home so that when they went out, you know, they only needed one more drink to be paralytic, um, you know, and they could afford that one. And then they'd go to the disco and jump around and, you know, they'd, they'd do all the drinking at home. That was a thing here in Scandinavia, definitely. I think it's still like that in the UK. Oh, do you yeah, think that's the UK like, thing absolutely, as well? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Oh, is it? Cheap, well, yeah. No, yeah, cheap drinking Tesco supermarkets and you go and get there, go around to somebody's house, get completely blasted and then go out. Right. And then it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, it yeah, used to be is. like that, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, come across, it's come across the water. Absolutely. I think it's a cost-of-living thing, I think. Yeah. 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 Maybe maybe mm. that 2% alcohol thing is that maybe at any point in time in Sweden you need to be able to build flat-pack furniture at the drop of a hat. Yeah, so you can still operate a, an Allen key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you might need to and, and understand those instructions. Yeah, well, I, I think if you're in Scandinavia, that's always a possibility, isn't it? The unexpected need to operate an Allen key is never far away. 
on the, on the subject of Scandinavian furniture, uh, and as we've mentioned, uh, Nicole Chase a couple of times, did she present you with anything? <laughs> Well, like a swivel chair or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. A, a, a garment, an, an item of clothing. Oh, oh dear. Yeah, I might have upset her. Because she did say something about she'd got a T-shirt that was that had some strange kind of motif on it, um, which obviously probably meant quite a lot to her. And she said. Uh, she, oh, and she was wearing one, and she said, oh, if, in case you're wondering what this is, it's blah, 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 blah. I can't remember what she was saying. Do, do you know? It's a raccoon on meth. It, ah, it's a raccoon on meth. Because if you go back a few episodes, we talked about the fact that in every household there's, there's two ways, two people who load the dishwasher, and one person loads it like a, a Scandinavian architect and the other loads it like a raccoon, a raccoon on meth. On and I asked meth. you which one you were, and you said, I'm definitely the raccoon on meth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what that was. Oh, I wasn't really listening and she got to the end of it and then she said, is that the kind of thing you might want if I had one for you? And I went, no, I wouldn't want that at all. <laughs> and she did look a bit disappointed. So, oh, I, oh well, I'll, go, I'll, I'll find her. She'll be at the show tomorrow and I'll say I didn't really understand him. Yes, I'd love a, a raccoon on my T-shirt, please. Because it's got a hint of purple on it as well, oh, I seem to think. In fact, she showed me the design and I actually thought it, it looked a bit like you. <laughs> <laughs> what, purple? <laughs> well, no, just the raccoon on meth had a slight... It sort of was channeling you a little well, way. Uh, I mean, the, its its roots were exemplary. OK, right. Well, I'll have a... I'll, I'll, I'll go back and apologise for saying no. It'd been a long night. And, you know. Well, it'd been a long night for her. She'd been prompting your lyrics and chords for the last two hours. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it was funny because we got that song um, number one, you know, you sound true, you can't rock and you can do it, you're a pro, all of that, the one I wrote about Whitney Houston. And it's only three chords and they go round in a series of four, so they keep overlapping. It was uh, one, of, one of Mad Jack's uh, thought experiments, I think. Um, and I turned it into that. But I couldn't for the life of me remember which three chords they were. And I kept trying to play it the other night. And in the end, she told me what they were, which was pretty impressive. <laughs> I think she'd Googled it while I was chatting. <laughs> I asked her again last night. I did it again. Right. As a rule, if you're going to play a three-chord song, you could do with knowing what the three chords are. I know. I know, yeah, you'd think that would be relatively straightforward, wouldn't you? Not necessarily. Have you dropped the Pet Shop Boys in yet? No, no, I haven't done it. It's a scene. When I look back, I'd forgotten all about it, actually. But right. I don't think anyone here would thank me for doing it. So it's a bit of a negative trade-off. It's like masses of effort put in for no return whatsoever. Um, <laughs> You know, other than the, the feeling of vindication that I'd got it together, but which would be entirely internal and not shared with the crowd. So I've I kind of abandoned it. Um, you know, I've got I've got other I've got other things on the back burner that I'm trying to work out. I managed to work. I managed to to get through the crowd of the Nightingale yesterday in uh, link shipping. Um, 
Because having thought, oh, I'll do The Crow and The Nightingale, because a few people had asked. I'd, 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 once I got into it, I remembered what a complete chord fest it is. It's, it's all over the place from one section. No, no two sections are in the same key or are the same chords, so it's quite a sod. And uh, anyway, I've worked it out now. I think, I think I'll be all right. I might do it again tomorrow. Well, that's something for the Swedes to look forward to. <laughs> Indeed. Should we, uh, should we call it a day? I think we should before the uh, before the tinternet goes down again. At your end. drops drop, drops again, and before okay. the waitress drops any more cutlery. <laughs> yeah, there's a, let me let me have a word with the people on the way out and see if they'll let me in in the morning, and and we can we can confirm on WhatsApp. But just for the purples out there, we are we are trying trying to do a wee bit of extra content for you. We are we're we're at the coal face. We're at the white yeah. heart whatnot of whatever it is. In the pursuit of excellence. Getting shit done. In the pursuit of excellence across the globe, refusing to be prevented by distance or digital technology. Yeah. Have you got your Allen key? I have. It's dangling from my belt in a slightly rock and roll way. Has Phil got an Allen key dangling from his belt? Oh, I shouldn't be a bit surprised. He's probably got something sharper. Yeah. Yeah, I shall. I go to self-defence. <laughs> Knuckle duster and a switchblade. <laughs> yeah, just in case I don't shoot up tomorrow. <laughs> right. Well, I'll, I'll bid you adieu. Adieu. Thank you, Anthony. Bloody good effort, actually, from France. Yes, oh, au revoir. Well, yeah. a good effort from 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 Sweden. Yeah. A pair of you. Oh, tack tack. We got to go. Hey do. Hey do. Hey do. Hey do. And you, yeah. Hey do. And you can say au revoir. Au revoir. Head out. Tack, 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 tack. Thanks for listening to the Corona Diaries. It featured Steve Hogarth with the insights and me, Ant Short, with the questions. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider subscribing and maybe leaving a review as this will help others find it. You could even share with other like-minded souls, should the mood take you. This has been an A Short Stories production.